So welcome to, I keep wanting to say OnlyFans. I swear to God, it's not OnlyFans, <laughs> Only Yesterday. Welcome to Only Yesterday. So I'm Adam. Tony. And we have our first official guest on our first official episode. Now, if you guys heard the trailer, we did have another person with us. That's Mr. Taylor Christie. Um, we may end up releasing that. Maybe a bonus episode. Bonus, for sure. But as it stands, who is our, who's our guest today? Sir, who are you? Uh, yeah, hey, my name is Alex. Uh, a lot of you might already know me. Tony's brother, uh, producer, blah, blah, blah. Alex DKSF, if you know who it is, subscribe. If they don't know, tell them who it is, bro. You already know what time it is. It's time to get ignorant. Time to get it started. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're gonna get it started up in here for sure. Uh, today's episode is going to be using music as a coping mechanism, yay, um, yay, for stress and trauma. Yep. And so uh, I'm sure all of us have experienced some sort of stress. A lot of stress, a lot of trauma. Yeah, trauma, sure. as they say in New York. I, yep. see, I've been practicing my New York <laughs> accent. I was on the way over here. Mm-hmm. I was just talking like this, you know, in the car. And, you know, I was talking about my experience with trauma, you know. Word, word. The first time I ever experienced trauma, my uncle, he shot his wife in the head at a party. Yo. Oh, God. Wait, is this a real story or are you just This is This is my accent character, okay? So my uncle, he listen to this story. It's good. He shot his wife in the head for cheating on him with me. Whoa. I was 12. I was a grown-ass man. I had hair on my chest. I was doing waste management for the Sopranos. Yo, he said he's 12 with hair on his chest, grown-ass man. It's, it's a story. Doesn't... It's a story. Just, just <laughs> it's listen a story. to the story. Right. And then, then the next time I experienced trauma, I had sex with my therapist. His name was Tony. Whoa. And after that, I don't remember the rest of the Bro, seasons of Sopranos. So. Yeah, I was about to say, like, aren't you like saying like, <laughs> no, isn't I didn't, this a story? Uh, this is a story. Man, it better not be a true story. I'm this is not a true story. No, 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 no. Deaf. Okay, well, great. Uh, I've just been traumatized by listening to that story. So. Well, we got some we got some mental health workers here to help you. So For sure. I figured uh, just, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you're fine. So um, trauma. I mean, I think it would... I think it would help to kind of define trauma because for what it's worth, um, there's been a lot of different definitions of, you know, what it can be, especially in the the healthcare field. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to be using the influence of trauma on musicians by Annette Swart, uh, published by the University of Pretoria. I think it's a, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Where is it from? South Africa. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it, it's a great article. I love it. Um, so, <clears throat> it's worth noting that the specific definition of trauma does vary between healthcare professionals. So, for this episode, we're going to be mentioning a description that is succinct, as well as a brief understanding of the effects of trauma. Um, Oof. This, yeah. Oof. Oof. So, uh, Raymond Corsini... Uh, Raymond ref- Corsini, you got to say it right, you know. Raymond Corsini. You don't even know where this guy's from. I don't know. It just sound, <laughs> he sounds like he's connected, you know. Uh, Raymond Corsini <laughs> refers to trauma as the result of a painful event, uh, physical or mental, causing immediate damage to the body or shock to the mind. Psychological traumas include emotional shocks that have an enduring effect on the personality, continuing result of such an event to the body or mind, or both. Yeah, I got some of those. Basically stuff that fucks you up. Yeah. So just essentially saying like when you have a super either physical or mental or emotional event that's just 
immensely stressful for you, right? Yeah. Like it, it shocks you because, you know, you're not prepared for it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got one of those. Can I give an example real quick? Go ahead. Tony, Tony you're going to remember this one. Ooh, um, story time. Yeah, bro. Back in the Heartland Apartments, right? Uh, you remember the community pool everyone had? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, pool. Yeah, bro. Always there was like in a little, little bathroom section and stuff like that. Oh, and no. Janae, my, my sister, I don't know if you guys know her, like freaking threw my swimming trunks on top of like the, <laughs> the roof of the little bathroom changing spot mm-hmm. and God. refused to get them down. So I'm like- Oh, no. Sitting there butt naked in this bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to get out of here sometime. So okay, I'll I'll tell yeah. you guys a traumatic story. And Tony's heard this one before. Uh oh, here we go. So I'm lactose intolerant, oh, no. which I didn't know that at the time. No. Um, so I was I was playing in a little league game baseball, and I accidentally had milk that day, mm-hmm. um, and I just I had I felt like I had to fart really bad, oh. so I did. While I was pitching on the mound in the middle of the inning, and I shat myself, and so I had to pitch the rest of the inning with shit and my no. running down my leg, oh, and everybody saw it. No. And I tried to play it off as mud, but they didn't believe me. They're like, "Yo, I slid, yeah. I, I slid on the mound." Yeah, I slid on the mound. I, you know, so that was yeah. my experience with trauma. Yeah, one so of the many that can definitely uh, create an emotional, you know, impact on in that moment. Yeah, right? and especially so, um, as a teenager. Yeah, especially as a teenager. And it's, oh my God, dude. So just real quick, man. The adolescents of today in 2022, they are still going through it, okay? Yeah. Um, There's a lot of kids who are doing great. There's a lot of kids who are holding it down, being awesome, fantastic, productive members to society. But then there's still a lot of them who are going through issues and yeah. I, I just blanket statement i don't want to get into specifics you but kind you know. of just assume that everybody you talk to is going through something you know right or at the very least they know someone who's going through something yeah just Bro, don't be like, a dick unless you're like a triple billionaire like you're, you're well you're even them going through something even them you know they go they no probably money, go no through problems something. right right yeah Yo, so Musk, bro, sponsor me Please don't. We we like Alex. We don't like Elon. I don't like Elon Musk, but that's just me. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, he knows how to make money. Um, now the whole working your workers to death ethically. Yeah, yeah but that's, yeah. that's okay. traumatizing. Yeah. I want to work for Tesla. Word. I want to be on the board though. I don't want to do. I, you know You're what? never going to see I'm your kids yo, again. It'll be Christmas, now. and they'll be like, "Where's Daddy? Fact, no, He's about, at the Tesla factory." Demonetized. I didn't. I didn't say their name. I'm out. Yo, I mean, yo, we're not being sponsored by them. No, Definitely that I know now. of. That I know. I mean, hell, they might be like, hey, these guys are... Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, okay, so speaking of uh, trauma, right? Um, again, in this article, um, the influence of trauma <clears throat> on musicians. Um, Robert Scare, his name is, his last name is spelled S-C-A-E-R. So... Scare? Scare, right? That's a good name for a guy who researches trauma. Right. Maybe there's a backstory, like, you know, like superhero names. Right. And so this is, and again, <clears throat> Bobby Scare. The, the fact that trauma happens is just as important as the effect of trauma on the brain. And so he says this about the effects of trauma on the brain. He says, in the brain of the trauma victim, the synapses, neurons, and neurochemicals have been substantially and indefinitely altered by the effects of unique life experience. Not surprisingly, the perceptual experience that constitutes the mind has been equally altered. The brain in trauma has lost its ability to distinguish past from present. Yeah. And as a result, it cannot adapt to the future. Yeah. 
this confusion of time further immobilizes the trauma victim who still remains immobilized by a thwarted freeze discharge. Procedural memory is bombarded by an environmental and, excuse me, by environmental and internal cues that represent old unresolved threats. Yeah. Every time I see a pitching mound, I still think of shitting my pants. I mean, <laughs> yo, I mean, that's I, for real though. Like, yeah. That's yeah. Cause there's definitely some stuff that, um, that I've been through, you know what I'm saying? And like, you'll just be like a grown ass man minding your own business. And you're like, yeah. wait a minute, hold up. Why did this guy get dark? You know what I'm saying? Like, hold up. This is something that is familiar to me, but it's yeah, like, you know, so I, I definitely kind of feel that. Word, word. And regarding this effect of trauma on the brain, like I'm seeing a lot of people who I'm working with, you know, young adults who are getting ready to, you know, be a part of society, they're being confused by, you know, the decisions that adults in their lives are making to further disorient them Mm -hmm. as to what it is to be a responsible adult yeah i feel that. right yeah and it's definitely goes back to the um speaking psychologically attachment you know forming like having a reliable caretaker and yeah. so mm-hmm. when you have a caretaker that's in and out or you have like those mm-hmm. those kind of experiences that kind of shake you up you know you don't know how, what who to trust and so you're always like right. uh, you're always on edge you're always like you know on high alert yeah like if you have a parent that's like you know, an addict and this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the person that is supposed to be closest to you and you're supposed to trust them, but, like, at the same time, they're not really teaching you about the stock market and insurance and, like, stuff that you should probably know, like taxes. For sure. For sure. I'm glad you said that, too, because it brings up so many... It brings up another layer, right? So why is it that the adults in their lives or in our lives or in the lives of adolescents, why is it that the adults do not teach them these skills? Because they suck. That's that's a possibility, right? That's always yes. one of the justifications for you know one of the scenarios, or maybe many, right? Um, perhaps I'd they most times. If you're not doing right by your kids, you're like, if it's not a a thing where you're like being obligated to be away from them, you're just choosing not to be there for them. You suck. You shouldn't right. have brought them here if you're not going to take care of them. Yeah, don't right? have kids if you don't want them. You know. No, I, I agree. And so I think. So let's say they suck because they don't have the desire to teach the skills, right? Let's let's say that's one reason, is they don't have the desire to teach the skills. Um, another reason maybe they don't know the skills that right, yeah, they're for sure. Yeah, and so you can't teach what you don't know. Yeah, it's kind right. of so. I worked with kids in a kind of a residential lockdown facility, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them, their parents were just like them, just a few years older. You know, like they had them when they were like thirteen or whatever, and so they didn't have like a good like solid role model like that right right i think uh another factor is mental illness definitely plays a factor 100 percent. you know and that kind of goes together with substance use a lot um yeah, so sex just feels good uh, yeah i mean and then, <laughs> <laughs> you know there's that as well i, I cannot so, deny that fact but yeah i think there's dude there's so many reasons and so another one i think is I don't I don't want to say like out of malice, but perhaps out of ignorance, like the parent or the adult in that person's life was taught during their time that a particular way of being and a way of handling a situation was appropriate, not only appropriate, but the ideal way to handle it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so 
when we, you know, as we, as a society, we progress, we learn more, mm-hmm. we, we interact with each other more and we, you know, figure out these different types of things. Um, when is it that the, the adult says, okay, well now that these things, you know, I'm, I'm aware of right now, now that I know that they're here, do I want to put in the effort of trying to learn this skill so I can teach mm-hmm. or is it easier to just pick at this person who's not doing it right? Also, I'm going to bring up cultural aspects like J- Japanese culture mm. has a history of having shitty fathers that were absent, you know, mm. emotionally. Right, right. Um, and so it's just not a norm to be close to your kids. You go to work. Um, in my case, my grandpa was on the farm all the mm. time and he comes home and all he does is yell, you know, kind of feeling. And so yeah. um, you have abusive situations creating kind of narcissistic personalities and borderline personalities um, where in both cases, there's kind of low empathy, you know, having a narcissistic parent. um, It's all about them. They don't really have empathy for you. A borderline parent, you know, not saying all people with borderline personality disorder or narcissistic are bad, but they have like trouble regulating their emotions. You know, their, their relationships are rocky and rough and they have high like emotional reactivity. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like having like a, an angry teenager for a parent. Yeah, no, for real. I can like kind of agree with that a little bit. Like, because, um, fucking, how do I explain this really? It's like a lot of times just by ignorance, like my brother was mentioning that if you are a parent and you don't really know, um, you're, you're just kind of teaching your kids what you know, this and that, but you haven't figured it out yourself. You, you know, you're just kind of stuck with the world the way it is, whether you're, you know, black and you're in a world full of white people or you're Mexican or Asian or whatever, or even if you're white and like a Mexican neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Or like, just like, right, a, right. you know, an impoverished community. You're just really just teaching your kids what you know and stuff. Yeah. But, um, since you don't, you know, I wouldn't say you're not trying to, you know, traumatize them on purpose, but because all you know is, oh, man, these people don't like you, whatever, whatever. You're going to tell your kids, yeah. hey, yo, be careful. These folks don't like you. And those your kid's like, shit, now you're paranoid, too. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we talked about in our last episode, kind of kids learn the those kind of, like, about race, about what to believe about the world. They learn that from their parents. And if their parents are, whether it's they're paranoid or, you know, some parents are racist, unfortunately the kids are going to pick that up, you know? Yeah. And I think what happens is for the, for the kid, that's, um, you know, learning, oh, stay away from this or that. Like you, you kind of get traumatized every time you're faced with someone yeah. that you were told about, you know, yeah. I mean? cause you don't, you're like, yo, you, you don't know how the situation is going to play out. And then a lot of times I used to like freeze. I wouldn't say like freeze. I would either freeze or I would suck, like punch. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you had to, you had to, you have to, you know, kind of assess the situation, but in a situation where your parents are like, was like third party traumatizing you yeah. before you're like able to understand how yeah. to process things, like you're already at two disadvantages. You yeah. Know what I mean, like you're, you're the person that's looking out for you were telling you that you're not safe. And then you have to go through the world yeah. with, you know, these people that are not safe for you. Right. Like these people yeah. who are presumably. So not safe for you. Yeah. I'll ask this question because I'm curious. Um, so you guys grew up in Utah, you know, for the most part. Right. Did you have those feelings towards white people, kind of that vigilance or distrust or anything like that? Yes. Or you did? Big yes. Okay. I, I had it too, look, but in and, different and, ways. Look, 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 not not all white people because a, <laughs> a lot of like my you know, uncles and yeah. you know, my mom's and dad's best friends and shit, whatever, they were yeah. white, but the cops. 
100 oh okay oh yeah, yeah yeah and like you know you, you see a black cop you're like okay he might you know maybe tell, tell you to go home or whatever but he's yeah. still a cop you know so that's the whole you every black kid has that yeah that conversation with their parents at some point and it's unfortunate and what no what's unfortunate yeah is when cops stop you for no reason oh that's also unfortunate that's and unfortunate. let me just go on the record and say that on only yesterday we do not believe that all cops are bad i thought However, i think all cops are bastards is the saying but yeah uh-oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe cop. that either. Um, however, just like with any profession, there right. are certain people who can give it a bad name. And just like there's plenty of freaking social workers out here who are doing the absolute fucking most. And I, working with a kid who... Working with one of these kids and the therapist Ooh. is trying to, you know... Uh, engage in unethical behaviors to say the absolute least and so because of that people are like oh shit well now i don't want to go to therapy or like all social workers are fucking assholes trying to like get a hand in our kids or some shit i'm like but it's not so So, um speaking of like the scientific side getting kind of nerdy you know uh, i studied this last night i was watching some videos and the reason that you have that response is like your hippocampus is where your memories and emotions are stored. Mm-hmm. And so every time you have a similar event, your mind tells you that that thing is happening again. Right. So it could be remembering the smell of something, remembering a certain race, remembering, you know, your mind brings that memory back. And because your brain, those cells have been kind of killed by cortisol, um, it feels like it's happening all over again, which right. is kind of with our only yeah. yesterday. What you mentioned is like the neuro thing, right? Yeah. And so exactly. It's like the, the brain in trauma has lost its ability to distinguish past from present. So like yeah. when you're in a moment that like I was listening to one of the podcasts earlier and one of the guys who was doing horrible things to people was saying Merry Christmas to them. While I just he listened to that the other it. day. Okay, oh great. And so every time that this person heard Merry Christmas, they would think back to that moment yeah and so yeah i'm and again, not traumatized by christmas yeah i'm not either but um I, I so am, that, that brings us to the next time now religious, well, I, I was I, before because of religious I'm, trauma well uh, that's unfortunate yeah <clears throat> so that brings us to dissociation um john watkins and helen h watkins uh, describe dissociation as a separating process that can be a normal reaction which protects people from frightening reactions and lowers their fear yeah so I'm absolutely certain every single person sitting at this table has experienced a moment of dissociation. (laughs) I've experienced a lot of dissociation. Daily. I don't remember like years. To be honest with you, disassociation is how I get through this planet. To be honest with you, straight up. Because like if you just are soberly faced with how cold this world is, no matter how cool the stuff that we do, it's just straight depressing. So you have to like, you know, besides the psychosis and stuff like that, um, you know, putting yourself like in a position to where you have to be numb to some of these things mm-hmm. I found is really the only way to like not drown. Yeah. And uh, speaking as a therapist, yeah. that's kind of one of my kind of goals with clients is not to like re traumatize themselves, but not have to numb themselves. Cause that numbing, you know, a lot of people do things like, you know, uh, substances and stuff to kind of numb uh, one of my goals is through mindfulness to kind of mm. experience those symptoms as just a passing thing and experience them mm. and as not like de-emphasize like the, the power of them, you know? Right. Yeah. It's temporary and like yeah. you're stronger. You're stronger than yeah. anything that you've ever been through straight up. Yeah. And so that. 
That's that's right, man. And so it's it's hard sometimes when when you're like in a moment or just like just chilling, just existing. Yeah. And something brings you back to something traumatic that happened, you know, however long ago. And then you you like almost leave your body in that yeah. moment to then think about, you know, whatever that case may be. Or let's say you're in a traumatic event like right now, something traumatic is happening to you. And instead of just like being mindful, being here, present, you know, acknowledging everything that I'm feeling yeah. right now, just saying like, fuck, I'm, I, I'm not here right now. I'm just like, just essentially just disso- dissociating, you know, just yeah. being away from what's going on to try to protect yourself and your emotions because mm-hmm. we're going to have to come back to this moment at some point. And yeah. so I feel like it's less, it's less harmful the the emotion is less harmful for the person who's dissociating during a traumatic event yeah. than someone who's being absolutely like mindful and like just yeah on the point during that event right i got kind of another experience so we've talked about this off the air but um i had this roommate and i thought we were getting along and tony knows what happened mm. um but for various reasons um one day i just get this call out of nowhere and i just moved up to the place where I lived, it was a different town, like far away for college. And I get a call like five days into our roommate ship or whatever, yeah, yeah, kicking me out, oh, just no. like pulling the rug out from under my feet. Wow. And uh, I don't want to get too much into my childhood mm-hmm. or anything, but I had a lot of experiences like that as a child where oh, it was just kind of your world feels like it's crashing down. And so yeah, yeah. my, even as a therapist, you know, I'm supposed to have these skills, but it just felt like describing the dissociation. It felt like, cold yeah and like my mind could not focus on anything else yeah. and it just felt like laying down and like mm-hmm. crying no, bro, there, and there's no shame in that for sure because like there's there's times like honestly where just because of like the trauma like that i'm used to where um people like scream at each other and yeah stuff like, that. like when people scream like i check out like i'm less about you know, listening to it and more like watching the actions. Like yeah. if, if it turns up, like, you know, I literally, I straight up, I go to a different place, you know? So, um, I definitely feel you on that. Cause like some stuff like you, it just, I don't know. And yeah. people are, some people don't understand that. Some people are just like, Oh, they're, they're just screaming. It's just the way we communicate. And you're like, yeah, you know, I didn't come up like that. You know, when y'all start screaming, like I go to a different place, I'm on demon time. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. either protecting <laughs> someone's life or like, I got yeah, it's life, a fight you know? or flight response, you know? Yeah. So you're just kind of waiting for like that you know what I'm saying, the, that that timer to hit, you know, where it's like, yeah. click, all right, I got to do something this way or that. And especially in your situation where you, you were a kid and, like, people, you know, just take advantage or do whatever they yeah. want or, you know, regardless of the circumstances, I feel like as as the person going through that feeling, mm-hmm. like, that's not, that's not foreign to us. But yeah. to people watching, they're like, yo, what's wrong with you? You're like, yeah, like, I had, yeah. I had, whenever, it's kind of weird, whenever somebody's, like, disappointed in me, I get that response. My mind goes back to that and mm-hmm. I kind of have to, I have therapy skills now, but mm-hmm. I have to kind of get myself out of that place because like if somebody says, Hey, I've got to call you about something or my boss says, Hey, you need to come and talk to me in my office. I go back to those places where oh, I've been bro, where real. it's just like, Oh shit, something's going to happen. I, I need to get down. ready. I need to plan yeah. my future. I don't know what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. Tony, we had that experience the other day. Like, you know, I was yeah. acting like that. Like that was a trauma response for me. Right, so. and so it's more prevalent than you would like to to think. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many adults still going through this 
to this day. You know, it like, it doesn't, then, yeah, age doesn't matter. Then, I'm a fucking therapist. I still go through it. Then I'm going to take it a step further, okay? Yeah. And so not only are there people who are going through this, but then there are people who they have yet to acknowledge the fact that they're experiencing this traumatic event because they're so caught up in the surface level of the world that they don't take a moment to say, yo, because this had happened back in the day, this is why I'm responding and reacting this way. Mm -hmm. And here's what I can do to adjust it. Um, instead, it's just response and that's it. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I definitely sure. Feel I say like for anyone that is like, been traumatized and you're like i'll just deal with it later like do yourself a favor figure it out you know because right. if this episode is about making music and trauma like i can tell you that music like lo-fi or just anything i wouldn't even you know just figure it out just for yourself if for nothing else just for yourself because the idea that you have a fucking anchor on your back and you're like okay i gotta you know you're like i'll, I'll deal with it later you know, go smoke some weed or watch your shows or distract yourself. And like, it's still heavy. You still feel it and all of this. So it's like, you have to, you know, choose to address it. You know yeah. You got it for sure. You got to come in I contact know, with I'm that. I'm not telling anyone to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause, cause there's, there's like some really, like really, really tight trauma that where it's like you like milliseconds away from death. I'm not forcing you to go back to that place. Please God, take your time. Right. Right. But if, you know, if you feel like, you can handle it just like you said if you know if you're going through life and you're like yeah use use your coping you know, skills like instead it. of you know numbing out i was yeah. watching breaking bad today and it got to the part where jesse is like um spoiler alert oh, so no. jesse's like uh don't spoil it i'm going yep. to um he's trying <laughs> so, to numb out you know he's got all these random strangers in his house you know mm -hmm. and he's got the music blaring he's i don't know if he's high at that point but like it was just like he was trying to block out all these things he's going through and my mom was sitting there and she's like, he needs to go to therapy. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that um, because music and therapy is something that has been happening for a long time. Yeah. But before we get there. Um, before we get there. I share the opinion that an artist can be seen as the coalescence of the individual and the medium in which the art is expressed. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, Eminem. I was just about to and bring so, him up. I mean, because he's he's you know super known, super well known. All this, um, freaking who else? Uh, like Kendrick Van, Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. I was gonna say like super traumatic childhood. Van Gogh. Yeah. Um, what like who else? Like Johnny so, Cash. And here's 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 the thing. Yeah, it's not just specifically music. And so what I'm yeah. saying is like, it's me. It's no. <laughs> I'm saying like there's 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 artistry right like yeah so people who do like cooking like yeah. who, who do like culinary shit yeah. like gordon ramsay is a fucking artist on the plate right yeah and so eat your feelings eat your feelings yeah. <laughs> some people they make tapestries right mm -hmm. like and so there is art in that there's people who do you know web design graphic design like it's there's so many different mediums in which mm -hmm. people can express their individual trauma and so mm -hmm. I think that the artist itself is, again, a, a coalescence of the individual yeah. themselves and the medium in which the art's being expressed. Because, you know, then we have... I want to coalesce being a billionaire overnight. That would be nice. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I've got some trauma and I try to fucking handle it. I'm going to let you know, like, music is a great way to handle my trauma, but on some real shit, if I made, like, how do I explain it? If the amount of pain that I put in each song was mm -hmm. greeted with 
the money that the pain deserves. We would be billionaires. Yep. Fucking yo. On this podcast, we would be billionaires. (laughs) Well, and so that's, that's another, that's another episode for another day. Like where we're putting our money as a society, like why we're paying athletes, like astronomical amounts. But, and again, it's, some of it is well-deserved. You know, they're putting their bodies on the line. They're working super hard in order to get to where they're going and be in peak physical condition. But there's also like, we, we should also be financing the arts because this is, mm-hmm. this is some people's only mode of expression. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah, uh, so uh, people uh, aren't Conor McGregor, you know? Yeah. 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 And so, so like stick figures. When, we, I, when I worked with um, kids in the residential lockdown facility, you know, team boys, we had recreational therapy mm-hmm. and for them, like they were stuck in that facility, but they'd get to go out with the recreational therapist and me, you know, out, out and do things. And that right. was like their only kind of outlet for just hope. Like exactly when those got taken away, or let's say they lost that privilege because it's a privilege to go out. Right. It, it impacted them. Like, you know, they lived for that kind of being able to go outside the facility. Absolutely. Um, and, and go ahead. No, you're fine. And so the next um, part is, is equally as important as being able to express oneself. Um, yeah. So self-identity versus musical identity and how they interact and overlap. Like, so, Yo. you know, Marshall Mathers I was just versus about to bring him up. Eminem, right? And so Alex, Yo, Alex versus, versus Alex. Alex. And so up. how do you... I guess my question to you, because I mean, I'm, I'm also an artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we, we yeah. in the building erudite, baby. But that's besides the point. Um, how does your self identity influence your musical identity? Like, I think that my self identity is like a combination of like highs, lows, left, rights, skills, upsets, victories, losses, experiences, death, and all of that. And my musical identity is more like. You know what I mean? Um, who I am when 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 the sun goes down. You know what I'm saying? When when the when the moon is out and the and the stars yeah, are yeah. out. You know, if it's time to party or it's time to go hard or like it's time to just you know kind of let that beast out or you know say something real or just like you know because when the when the when when the sun's up, you have to be politically correct. You have to like not step on nobody's toes. You have to like be you know you you don't want to get canceled. You don't want to get demonetized. You don't you know everybody's coming after you and all of this. But like when it comes to putting myself in that artist zone there are no rules the only rule i have is to be honest and even if Mm -hmm. i'm like exaggerating or i'm you know saying some stuff people don't like or i'm talking about glorifying stuff other people don't like i'm speaking from my experience i'm able to express what i feel what i want to do what i want to say and um i think it's just uh an extension of you know the stuff i say when the sun's up you know what I mean? Like the stuff I say when the sun, you like, you could you could play my song while the sun's up, and so we go, oh, I really feel like that. I feel, you know, what I'm saying like, right, right. I feel like it. Um, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Uh, no, it, it definitely doesn't. So <laughs> right, I cool. I feel the same way, and so we're we're gonna get back to that because I'm gonna also ask you know the inverse, but mm-hmm. um, I I feel like how my self identity like influences the musical is like I've personally just always ask the question why for so many years like why does this happen why is this okay why is this not okay um why are you know just just why Mm -hmm. fucking all the way back i want to know (laughs) like i want to know inquiring minds want to know right and after doing that for 
years and years and years and years and years um just being in music like and also like growing up around like hip-hop and like being you know a part of it like i i felt like i'd be doing myself a disservice to not say something Mm -hmm. and um the I don't know the stuff that I talk about for, okay. <laughs> so there's, there's some, some tracks that are like more, you know, just hype, just want to do yeah. backflips on the track, you mm-hmm. know, just say, have sex. I mean, some tracks maybe, but, um, when I get home, right. <laughs> so there's, um, what I'm saying is like, there's, there's times when as an artist, I just, you just want to flex your lyrical ability and you just want to say whatever sounds good to the listener at the time. And so yeah. there's also, for me anyway, um, I feel like being a rapper, whatever, like being an artist, you have to, you have to talk about shit that's really happening. Like, because back in the day, like it was all about like the socioeconomic struggle and like how hard yeah. it was to, you know, put food on the table, you know? And I feel like, I feel like some, it's a little different now. Yeah. Some it's of harder to find real shit. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's lost that that spice, right? Yeah. Or at the at the very least, it's not the as artistry. prevalent. Right. The the spice of artistry. Yeah. And so I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I feel like originality is becoming a commodity if it's not already. Mm-hmm. Because how many times are we going to see remakes of certain Marvel movies or Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci how many Gucci how many gang. times are we gonna hear Gucci <laughs> Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang or different artists who are utilizing basically the same method and are not trying to innovate by mm-hmm. f- by stretching their capabilities. Right. And so that's why I feel like I have like I got to talk about some shit, right, bro. Like right. like <laughs> what it, like for, yo Talk about all sorts of shit. Go go check out the album uh, "Nourish Me Through Chaos" if you haven't already. Erudite, right? It was yeah. erudite. Yeah, uh, no, it's erudite. And erudite. So that means knowledgeable or learned. Yeah. Or, and so I spell it A I R U D I T E. He's on Spotify. Look him up. It's pretty no, cool. I got a track with him too. It's, it's nocturnal, and I got toxic with him too. So um, Alex DKSF, you already know where to find me. Boy. Absolutely. And for the record, um, I don't have any producers. Don't have any like editors like none of that like i did the album myself you know what i'm saying and so it's i I even asked him to do it he wouldn't let me do it wouldn't let him it's raw because i just i just wanted to do it bro because i mean hey it's it's not going to be like top freaking professional grade quality but i mean it's yeah it's shit that people need to hear so it's you being an artist it's you like going from beginning to end like i didn't ask for no help no cosign no no if you put a verse on thank you but I did this, you know what I'm saying? I think that's really something to be proud of, especially if, like, trauma fueled it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? For like, sure. An achievement, I think. Thanks, man. And that kind of brings me to a point, because I, I play music, I sing, and I play guitar and stuff, and I'm trying to learn other instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think I'll ever be, like, professional or in a band or anything, but for me, it's just a coping skill. Right. We're going to talk right. about that. Okay. And I'm, and I'm glad, you know, this is specifically the episode for it, you know? Yeah. And so we, right place. we have a section regarding um, music as self-care. So we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there. I don't get to see the notes. I'm just kind of vibing and just, you know. <laughs> so so now, now, like I said, the, nobody. Yeah, we're yeah, going to get some self-care up in here. Girl. So um, the, uh, the inverse. So how does your musical identity influence your self-identity or does it at all yes it does it makes me remember that i'm a badass <laughs> you remember that like yeah i did that that's right y'all can say whatever because you know when you're when you're like just a regular civilian everyone's got that that complex where you're like shit i'm just one of like 
7 billion people on the planet. Like, I'm really no different than anyone. That's always been something I stick to. But right. with my music, it, like, it, re- it reminds me that I've been doing this shit. I have been doing battles. I have been putting money up. I have been getting fundraisers for my dead friends. I have yeah, been, yeah. like, making mixtapes. And I have been, like, you know, made myself a label. And I put out everything fucking literally independently. Like, videos every, from top to bottom. Like, right, you know, right. I have my girl shoot the video. But, like, it, it does remind me that... You know, it teaches me also to remember to to remain humble. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were just talking about that. Because Absolutely. While yeah, I'm out here, you know, doing what I do. I I still I see me and other people like me too. So I have to, you know, I have to remember that I'm I'm a leader to them. I'm someone people look up to. Of course, it makes me paranoid that someone's gonna try me. But I'm like, shit, bro. Like, people gonna try people anyways, and you know that we don't play no games. So like whatever whatever but mm-hmm. it it is it's like a it's always been a you know it's it's a bigger picture thing for me i wanted i wanted to do something that i love to inspire people to do what they love so when i see me in them Hell and yeah. i see like little side genres that kind of resemble shit that i may or may not have inspired that's like that means the world to me that right, like right. and yeah so i i definitely yeah it, that's what's up. Oh, i feel yeah. that that's kind of why i st- had the idea for the podcast yeah yeah we got shit that needs to be said mm-hmm. and y'all people need to people need to hear the shit please listen yo and so um the next part we're going to be discussing is uh therapy and so there's so many different types of therapy so let me just so many yeah so the hundreds so we've got like conventional uh treatment right and so regarding uh treatment of trauma right some people take medications some people yes. do uh CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, Some people do EMDR or eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. I actually wanted to try that while I was in the Air Force. But I just I watched seminars of people doing it because I want to learn it as a therapist. I don't know it yet. It's really interesting. Yo, I've been hearing about it. Had to did a little bit of reading on it. Um, And logotherapy. Um, I haven't heard of that one before. I hadn't either until I read this. Um, is this like Nike logos? Is it Adidas? What kind of logos are we talking no, about? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so this logotherapy is essentially finding the meaning of life and the connections between the biological and the spiritual. Okay. So mm. trying to find out what the fuck are we doing on this earth like as we are you know homo sapiens you know walking around this earth and what is our purpose why the fuck are we here what is going on in the world that we can't do anything about like you know and finding that sense of me i've never heard of that and i totally want to have some sort of that it it might be because i i i I just graduated from grad school we didn't talk about this one okay so yeah that was because like you weren't smart enough Hey, well, shots fired. Shots, shots fired, fired on the podcast. They said, hey, yo, bro, bachelor's, what's that, master's? Bro, you, you got to get that. You got to get that that developer's degree, dog. Ooh. PhD. PhD no, developers. That, like, whatever tier two is. Like, like oh. you know how, like, you have, like, PhD, whatever the rank yeah. S. Like, the rank S. Oh, S rank. You got to get, like, S rank. Like, 100% on all your tests. Just, like, all the quizzes. I, I just, <laughs> okay. just want to do therapy and talk to cool it, people, bro. man. I just, you know. Yeah. 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 Yo, just, and that's and that's... There's so much value in that too. Yeah. Like you're a genius, dude. I'm, I'm lying. Like there's, I, I, I understood the sarcasm. Sick. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also non-conventional therapy. Um, so talking well, to friends. But it, yeah. What is non-conventional? I've never heard of that before. I mean, Yo, it's talking like to your talking to your friends. Talking to your friends. Okay, Hiking, so like informal fishing, or 
some people do introspection. Um, okay. Some people self-medicate. Some people just do fucking drugs and move so, on. Smoke the pot. So I'm, I'm big yeah. on talking to myself. So I feel like no one, no one understands you like you. You know what I mean? Right, like of yeah. course, talking to other people, you're like, you know, I want, you know, that's very important. It's good to bounce your ideas off people. But if I feel like I'm stuck, I'm like, bro, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, dog, you know what time it is, man. Like, dog, that, you know what time. You know, it I want to, I want to hear water, one of these conversations. Bro, the sometime, water, you know, the water just... ain't cold, bro. You're like, all right, man. Well, what you want? Like, man, I need some cold water. You're like, all right. So look, you can go to the fridge. You can put some ice in some warm water. What you want to do? You could think. Like, you know what? All right, man. I'm, I'm gonna put some ice in some cold in some warm water. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, you got it. You don't need nobody else. You, you bad dog. Look at you, dog. Look I, I have the dog. same conversation when I'm masturbating. Whoa, yo, I <laughs> mean, said, man, I want some cold water. <laughs> some Speaking cold of water. cold water, yeah. that's my man self medicating. You need to put some on your nuts. It yeah, could, very well could. Yeah. So um, it, wow. So um, that kind of took a lift. We have to take some turns in here. You know, we we can't just tell them predictable things. They gotta like. You know the jokes; they can't just be predictable. Right, right. It's some you of these jokes. I got a riff off of you too. You Word, know, you know what I'm so. saying? So the the article that I'm using regarding uh, music and therapy um, is by Evan Rudd. It's called "Music and Therapy: mm-hmm. Increasing Possibilities for Action." Um, and so one of the things that he's that's mentioned in it, it says, um, "Music has been used in therapy for many years and in many different ways." It's viewed as a discipline and not only a professional practice. We've seen sociologists and music psychologists are finding how people are using music to regulate and control their emotional behavior and take care of certain health needs. Mm. So, yeah. So it's not just like like fucking construction, right? But I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to like say construction because I'm sure there's so many like architecture. Sure. Right? Like there's so many different facets of putting shit together in that in that uh category right yeah Yeah. so i see like if you know you've got a a patient and they're like super super sad or whatever like you play like a super sad song it helps them like regulate and like categorize you know what part of their sadness belongs to what part of yeah this this plays kind of into some narrative therapy where you're kind of reconstructing the narratives around trauma right and so that raises a good question um what would you, Mr. Alex, what would you do if you were in charge of a music therapy session? Hmm. If you had to say, okay, you have five or six clients with you and you're doing music therapy. And again, it's however you feel would best be you know, utilized. Uh, well, uh, I would first ask maybe, you know, what kind of music they're into because I don't want to just like slap lo-fi on lo-fi is like universal like it doesn't matter but someone <laughs> might not like smooth jazz you know like turn that shit off like, turn that shit off um, or we could do acoustic guitars because acoustic guitars are really I was I was in uni that's what and, I play and we did music therapy in there too and acoustic was like really that, I actually use my acoustic guitar in therapy sometimes mm-hmm. I'm telling you yeah because it's, it's, it's an emotional yeah. instrument you know just probably something a little, little basic I don't know I don't because like I'm you know I don't like shit, bro. Hey, dog. If I get like six clients that are producers, I'm like, hey, yo, dog, make a track. Like, boom, that's me. <laughs> make like, a track. Whatever you can make as ignorant as you want. Like, blah blah. I'll put it on the fucking YouTube channel. But like, depends on my clients, really. I okay. probably the base of like my what you might expect more than anything is probably an acoustic guitar. Other than that, maybe yeah. some tambourines. Okay. You mad? Okay, so <laughs> let's say 
let's say we have an acoustic guitar and you have, you know, your clients with you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say, hey, like, you guys write a song? Or are you going to be like, hey, just f- mess around and just, like, let whatever come out come out? Or are you like, hey, you know, see if we can learn these chords because they, they're they actual emotional chords? Like, they mm-hmm. they bring like, out emotion in you? So what, what would you like, do? here's this guitar, mm-hmm. you know, play it for 30 seconds. Like, whatever you're feeling let it come out you know what i mean like whether that's just one note a hundred times whether that's like they're fucking tremolo picking one note <laughs> right, or whether right. they're like slamming power chords or if they're just trying to make something beautiful or just you know emotional that you can feel like just you know take 30 seconds to whatever you want to do and you know i feel like that might be where i would go with it at first just to, just engage their behavior because if you're slapping power chords for 30 seconds you've got bigger issues <laughs> <laughs> bigger issues bigger uh, issues for sure okay i think that's a that's a pretty good idea yeah. um i'm not sure what i would do um but again there's it's a whole ass discipline bro like there's so many facets yeah. to it and so back to music is self-care um you said that you know you were using music to you know kind of help get through yeah, so it's kind of it's a long. I have a long history of using music as a coping skill. As do many of us. Before I knew what coping skills were, like I was just as doing this. Many of it us. felt good, you know. Like mm-hmm. for me, being a moody teenager and just having somebody say things that felt good to me, mm-hmm. you know, things I've been going through, I would have that. But um, yeah, I you know when I get stressed or when I have like strong feelings, I just sit down and I write, you know, lyrics and I try and pick out a melody or, you know, pick mm. out chords or just strum, you know, yeah. just strum because okay. it feels good. For real. Okay. Absolutely. Yo, and so that, that that's good. I'm glad you actually said that because um, the difference between listening to music and making music, um, I think there's something to be said about that um, because not only is listening to music, you know, super super helpful for you in that moment or even just as you're fucking going throughout the day and when i say music i mean like fucking whatever type of music sounds good and helps you so if that's country for you it's cool. not but i, I okay. mean <laughs> maybe not you but if it's if it's country then that's enough. great if it's blues awesome if it's funk fantastic jazz cool tech death let's go gent i'm with it hip-hop yes sir um or whatever the music, freaking, what is it, rockabilly? That stuff? I love that stuff. Bro, okay, cool. If you like that, and that's something that helps get you through your day for whatever reason, whatever it is that you're struggling with, then yes, I say I'm all for it. And so, also making music, right? Yeah. Like now on the flip, um, I think there's there's a lot to be said about that as well because if you're making music, not only do you have all these influences of people who's done music before you and who you 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 like their stuff, um, but you are in charge of what people hear. Yeah, and that's that's a big responsibility it's for huge. someone. It's huge, right? And so constructing it in such or composing it in such a way that not only again sounds good to the listener. But if you have something that you're just wanting to just express, you know, just because someone else may be able to relate with it or someone else has never, ever heard something like this before. And it's like, yeah. yo, what the fuck? Like, there's it, it's great. What kills me about making music is like you're, you're like, you know what you want. Like you're feeling it, but you just can't find the right melody, bro. <laughs> that's my that's my, like my whole like music career. Like I have so much inside that's like pent up. But I've never been able to hit that spot where I'm just like, 
able to Bro. put it on paper, you know? Mm-hmm. I tell you, like, when you, when you, like, there's a couple of songs that I've done that, like, what, what, it just hits, you know what I mean? It's, it's like not, having, it's, not it, even work. it's like, like having an orgasm, but a musical you know, orgasm. It's like literally, like, the, the, the song is writing itself, you know? Yeah. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just watching it play out, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just feel, I just do my part, and then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, right, right. And I think that is the most, how do I, I think that's the pinnacle of, like, it's cathartic for me, as far as, like, quote unquote making the music is like when the music makes itself like that's I feel like when you're doing your job right because I feel like a lot of times there's pressure on us as artists to be like all right now I gotta make it you guys gotta like it it's gotta be you know Mm -hmm. it's gotta slap it's gotta be like different it can't be the same it's gotta flip it up but you're in charge of all of it when it drops when the hats come in when the bass kicks how thick it is you deep fry it like you say I, I listen to lots of music I definitely appreciate those artists that they're not writing because the fans are going to want to hear this or the producer. They're just writing to write music and yeah, whatever yeah. comes out, you know, is an expression of who they are. Yeah. Those, that's like David Bowie, for example. I, oh, yeah. He's, right, right, yeah, right. he's, he's an artist, artist, you know. Imagine. People like that, like that set kind of the template, you know, like Eminem. Mm-hmm. He's not. Like like J. Cole. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix. There yeah. we go. Rest in peace, Jimi Hendrix. Um, so. They're just playing music because mm-hmm. that's what they love to do. They're not trying to make money. They do make money, but they're not trying to impress people they're just trying to be themselves and i love that right definitely yo rest in peace of ig rest in peace for real like that like i think that is probably another i'll get to that later i'm gonna let you rest in peace trevor strand yo for real that's i think super super hard it's like you know what we'll push on but i just reminded me that like when you become someone that goes from you know feeling nothing and like that motivates you to write and then you inspire a world of people that say hey i don't feel anything either i love you so much you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. then you become like a god in a sense like to where mm. what you say is medicine for these people but you have to suffer to create it you know what i mean yeah that, like like our podcast that brings up a good point and right. so the purpose of suffering um that's one of the, the huge questions that people have been wondering like so why is it that humans must suffer um suffering is inevitable um and so dude what you said my man says i must at the very least suffer a little bit in order to put myself into this music that you're gonna hear and i think that that boils down the the importance of trauma in music making um specifically who's who specifically in artists who use their trauma and not necessarily to be like, Oh, Hey, look at me. Like, this is what I'm going through right now. Ooh, I'm a sad boy. Like, no, like, yo, because I'm hurting, I'm going to flip my, my music making in such a way that you will have no choice, but to be influenced by my, my craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think that brings up a good mm-hmm. point about Eminem. Cause mm-hmm. A lot of his music is about suffering and about some of the stuff he's been through with his right, you right. Know, abuse. Right, right. Um, my perspective, so I'm a Buddhist slash, you know, secular humanist. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we try and find the reasons behind suffering when it comes down to other people just being cruel, you know? Right. And so M, I feel like in his music, he doesn't necessarily try and explore why those things happened. Mm-hmm. He just tries to explore that that happened and that was a part of his past. And he's trying to process that. You know, all right. Oh, I can definitely see that as well. Um, 
you know, just acknowledging the fact that, hey, this happened. And so there's there's also value in, you know, putting your story into your music making. Yeah. Like uh, the song Duality, um, literally a whole story. So I heard my brother's song. Uh, which one was it that you did? Like it, it was like your your story about like, fuck, bro. What was the name of it? You know, you was know which recent? one? No, it was it was a while ago. Oh, like surviving it, the times, surviving the times. I yeah, think back when I was like, doing the mixtapes. Yeah, surviving that, the times. Yeah. That inspired me to write duality, yeah, and that was, so that was a good one. Yeah, and so just like putting your pain into a song, mm-hmm. but I actually literally listened to that this morning. I'm, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, like, that's how I'm like. This is psychic like, oh, vibes, shit. you know. We just on the same wavelength, you that's know. So funny. The song it's, that you showed me the other day, yesterday, mm-hmm. that inspired me to come up with this podcast. Yeah, bro. So we're we're out here. Um and so the that song is is an example mm-hmm. of how listening to something can inspire you and not even like let's say I was someone who had no idea about me or you hadn't freaking experienced either of our lives, mm-hmm. but I'm someone who just heard that song mm-hmm. and I'm like fuck yo okay wow mm-hmm. like yo okay like it's just yeah. it's really <laughs> just the way that the story is told and the content mm-hmm. is to me i think the m- most important part of music making um specifically rap definitely um, definitely i can't stand like this is all i say in my stuff you can like say whatever you want come from wherever you want like be whoever you want to be blah blah, blah. just don't be fake Mm-hmm. Right, because if you a scammer, that's okay. You could be a scammer, but I'm 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 really a scammer. Just tell me that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just say it. Just no, say it up front. I, I think you'd be the worst scammer in the world if you just opened up with that in every like social relationship you ever had. Oh no, bro, you'd be the best because people would think you're joking. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not you got to show your hand right. first. I, I I'll tell like, you, yo, I, I almost got scammed yesterday. This guy said he wanted me to send him money and stuff like, for something. It was complicated. You send me money. I don't have money. I, like no, if I, if somebody hacked into my bank accounts, like they would be doing me a favor because then they take over the responsibility of having uh, to pay all my bills. Like, Yo, you know, I ain't never seen no debt like this in my he's life. He's like, man, this guy, he's got <laughs> problems. Like this? We need to find him like a debt counselor or some help or something. He needs <laughs> to get like I don't know, bro. He needs to hit like you know the what is it the uh, public house clearing house thing you know how like they just mm-hmm. give you checks for the rest of your life type shit that's Yo. what you need so I, I go out and like shoot myself in the leg or something so i can get the cash in on that the rest of my life yeah. okay bro, so they, like they, they pull up the camera footage they're like yo get the fuck out of here this, this, fuck this out. is what better call Saul is all about so this man I, just shot himself in the whole ass leg I, i'm pretty sure people do this all the time i'm absolutely certain. but we're digressing I'm, from tony's prepared well that'd be a terrible way to cope with your trauma Shooting yourself in the leg. Hell yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, re traumatize yourself. Like, you know, yeah. Like, you know what? You know what? Fuck but that trauma. I'm get, I, I need noise. some new trauma. Yeah. You know, just like. Everything else is just nothing. It's whatever, bro. You know? It's kind of like me with shitting my pants. I thought, like, if I can survive this, I can survive anything because yeah. this was this sucked. <laughs> I right. feel you, bro. It's so, been times um, like that. It's been hella times like That's that. Been like that. It's so, been like that, you know? This episode has been. One of the ones that I've been really excited for, um, because music is really influential to me. Um, to me, it speaks. You can say things through music that you cannot speak in words, mm-hmm. like through guitar, drums, and you know, like a violin or a flute. Yeah, or it something. transcends like can, languages. It transcends cultures. Definitely, transcends absolutely. Languages. And so, if you or anyone you know have recently gone through or experiencing a traumatic event. Please seek help. 
please reach out. Please be there for one another. And fucking don't be afraid to listen to some music to help you get through it. Because this world is fucking insane, bro. So yeah, it's cold out here. Cold world. Cold world. And I'm going to plug this. If you're feeling up for it, you know, we got some two, we got two rappers on the on the podcast right now. So go listen to their stuff, you know, give them a subscribe on Spotify. Alex DKSF, A-H-L-Y-X space DKSF. That's like every platform except for TikTok. That's Instagram, uh, YouTube. What is freaking? I, I, I you're looking at the wrong part. I don't know. What, SoundCloud, Spotify. Sure, sure. Um, we're, I got a Patreon. Yo, hit my Patreon too. Patreon. We don't have an OnlyFans so, yet. And real quick, before people get all up in arms about me promoting my album, I am not getting paid for it. I gave it out for free. So I just really want people to hear this shit, bro, because it's not rap is not something that I take lightly. The man does not take his rap lightly. So you say again? Is they hating on you or something? They're like, oh, you're getting paid for your No, no, no. It's just like the social work ethics. Like, you know. Yeah, you can't like promote, like you can't do like a a conflict of interest. Yeah, conflict of interest type shit. And so, but um, it ain't that, folks. It, it ain't that, That's folks. I'm, I'm, I'm here. We're literally. But I mean, yo, right now. my yo, my brother, yo, he. I don't know. He might be freaking yo, charging for yo. Stuff. You can buy his shit. Yeah, yeah, buy his stuff. Just listen to Tony stuff. Just for the sake of listening to Tony stuff. Got season two of the shirts coming out. Uh, more music coming out, bro. If you're a producer, bro, like, and you know what's up, bro, holler at me. If this gets popular enough that producers are listening, like that, the fucking sweet. If this reaches Barnacle Boy, bro, I don't know you, bro. I know. Look, hey, man, where you at? Yo, I know he's coming. He's coming to Colorado next month. But I just, hey, Barnacle Boy, I a plug to you, bro. Go check his stuff out. B A R N A C L E Barnacle B O I. There we go. Yo, I hope he spelled Barnacle right. But yo, spell check it. Spell check it. Um, definitely. They're going to pull up some weird porn stuff by spelling oh, yo, it. You need to keep it in your pants, bro. Bro, I, you know, and, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like do an outro right now, my man. Okay, so we're going to have to, we gonna have to clip that, that dog. We're going to have to snip, clip snip. it. We're going to have to snip it, dog. Like, yo, so. Get the um, best and the worst is, of ADHD. This, we get the best and the worst. And yeah, some, bro, check some, of, the, brother, some of the best and the worst. You guys will never hear it because I'm going to fucking clip it. I don't um, want to get fired. Y'all then really keep it in your pants then. Oh, I word yeah. for sure. We, we do, um, we do. But again, yo, this is this is fucking this is only yesterday. And it seems like only yesterday we were talking about how certain bullshit in this in this world, I'll say, has been going on. It seems like only yesterday that we were talking about, you know, women getting the right to vote. Mm. But now we're dealing with a whole slew seems of like other shit, okay? Yesterday, it seems like only a certain situation. It seems like only yesterday. Huh, um, I wonder what you guys could be talking about. But well, thank you guys for listening. Yo, um yeah, thanks for listening for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. All right, we out. We're, we're out of here. <laughs>